Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome back to a brand new month of AutoLine Daily. In today's show, top executives who report to Carlos Ghosn are jumping ship. Uber could be banned in Deutschland, and GM tracks how Volt owners use their electricity. But the big story everyone in the industry is talking about today is how Andy Palmer, the head of all product planning for Nissan, is quitting the company to go run Aston Martin. That's kind of like Mark Royce quitting General Motors to go run Koenigsegg. It doesn't make any sense at all. Palmer will be replaced by Philip Klein, who is the head of product planning at Renault. You know, in the last year, some of the most important executives reporting directly to Carlos Ghosn, the CEO of Renault-Nissan, have quit abruptly. Carlos Tavares, the COO, quit to join Peugeot. Johan Denison, the head of Infinity, quit to go run Cadillac. Simon Spruill, the VP of Corporate Communications, quit to go join Tesla. And now, Andy Palmer. In my experience, when you see top executives running for the exits, there's something big time wrong going on in the company. And since Nissan is doing quite well from a sales and profit standpoint, that could suggest it's a clash of personalities. Last week, foreign car suppliers in China got a scare when rumors swirled that the government was going to force them to form joint ventures with domestic Chinese companies. However, the European Union Chamber of Commerce in China has spoken with Chinese authorities and other agencies and says that the rumors are unfounded and that the Chinese government has no intention of forcing suppliers to form joint ventures. Oh, that big noise you just heard? That was a collective sigh of relief from the supplier community. Ride-sharing company Uber has ticked off taxi services all over the world, and now a court ruling may stop it from operating in Germany. The court ruled that Uber's drivers don't have all the necessary permits to carry passengers under German law. The company is going to appeal the case and will continue to operate in the country during the appeals process, but that could cost them a ton of money. Uber faces fines up to 250,000 euros, that's about $330,000, every time it violates the ban. Even though membership and attendance are up strong, the National Corvette Museum has decided to fill in that sinkhole that opened up in February. The sinkhole proved to be such a draw that the museum thought of keeping a portion of the hole open. Instead, it's going to keep five cars in their wrecked condition to remember that night when the earth opened up and swallowed them. Last week, we asked if you could identify the car in this picture. It was sent to me by my colleague Henry Payne from the Detroit News asking if I could identify it. I could not. So I posed the question to you. And I got to tell you, we did not get a lot of responses. However, Chuck Grenchy said he thought it was a Willys Overland. And Todd C. says he thinks it's a 1912 Overland and possibly a Model 59. And I got to tell you, Todd, you the man. Henry Payne later told me he consulted several other experts who believe it is a 1912 Overland. Note that the car has the steering wheel on the right-hand side. Some people guess that the picture was taken in Europe, or maybe it was an export model. 
But here's a fact that most car enthusiasts don't know. Most of the cars made in the United States were right-hand steer up until around 1912. In fact, many, if not most, of the pre-Model T Fords were right-hand steer. One of these days, we'll get into the backstory of how steering wheels ended up where they are because it's a great story and not very well known. But in the meantime, did you know that overall, the average Chevy Volt is driving on electricity nearly two-thirds of the time? We'll have more about that right after this. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Last week on AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by Larry Nitz, who's in charge of GM's transmissions and electrification efforts. The company is currently developing the next generation Chevy Volt, and in the following clip, Larry tells us some of the interesting things that they've learned about the car from their owners. When you go and buy a Volt or lease a Volt, you can sign up for an anonymous program to have OnStar send data from that car to GM Engineering anonymously to help us understand you know, driving patterns, what people are doing with the car. Mm -hmm. About two-thirds of the people sign up for it, and that's fantastic because it gives us such a rich broad amount of data from nearly 50,000 customers all over the country. Um, and what we've learned is a lot of surprising things and pretty exciting things. Um, about 65% of overall driving is electric. If we take back the original proposition of the Volt and say, what were we trying to do? We were trying to most of the time, the car's electric in most of your driving, and particularly in commuting. And we had this whole idea of uh, most people commute only 40 miles a day, and so we want to try to get that mostly electric. And, and what we found is that in commuting, about 82% of the energy is coming from the plug and not from the pump. 82% coming from the plug. So these are people who have plugged in at their house or yeah, their place exactly. of work or wherever. They exactly. plug in, then they drive, and they're doing it purely on electricity. Exactly. 82% of the energy for commuting, uh, through a number of studies we've done, is, uh, is from the plug. The other thing that we found that we, we had an idea of, but we now have data on, and, and in fact, the DOE did this study, um, and it showed that 81% of all trips had no engine start at all. It's a little bit different metric, don't get them confused. One's energy and one's just trips. But if you think of an environment like California, where most of a car's emissions are made on, during a cold start, getting rid of 80% of starts is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Pretty exciting. This is a great discussion about GM's transmission and EV efforts. If you want to learn more about it, you can watch that entire show right now on our website or on our YouTube channel. But anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.